0: Friends, welcome back. My name is Tiffany Pratt, and this is my Love Jam. By my side, my bestie Coco on the mic, doing the mix. Say hi, Coco.
1: Yo, what's up?
0: We're just over here in Toronto, Canada, meeting people, discussing our journey, and uncovering all the facts and the figures and the feelings about love. Love comes in many sizes, shapes, and forms. And I'm here talking to some of the coolest people I know all about their journey and the things that they do to bring love into their life. This is a podcast all about that. As a creative person, I love being inspired by stories. And I want this to be a place for anyone who does anything to feel like they've found a home. I never want you to feel like what you're going through It's something you're going through alone. We are totally in this together. So let's have some laughs, let's jam, and let's share a moment together and understand the power of love. Because it's out there and I've got lots of it to share. So I love you and I'm so excited that you're here. Coco, we have somebody to thank. We sure do. Who who are we thanking?
1: Delta Faucet Canada.
0: Delta Fawcett Canada. Oh my goodness. We would not be here if it wasn't for you. Your inspiration to do this in the first place has us recording season one, season two, and now season three. So from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much.
1: And I guess it's time to get on with our next guest.
0: But before we do, if you want to check them out on the web, it's deltafaucet.ca. So thank you again from the bottom of our hearts.
1: <laughs> Did you just? And it begins. I
0: love. That. I just <laughs> coughed. It's like and go. Okay, and go, and then she gets choked <laughs> up. Do it again. No,
2: <laughs> this is how it is, man. This is the real shit. <laughs> and, and ready, ready we'll go, go. and <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know, I was going to say something so eloquent and so loving. Not with me. And I find that all I'm going to do is laugh. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, anyone listening out there in this moment, I couldn't think of a better way to hit the midpoint of season three of The Love Jam than with someone that I love the most. And I am so excited... (laughs) I know you should be just get so excited. Because today I have my sister Chell. Chelsea Pratt. Hi, thank you for having me
2: on
1: the Love Jam. (laughs) Coco? Yes. Are you worried? I'm excited.
0: Why yeah. are you excited?
1: Because you're two of my favorite people in the world, and you're going to talk about stuff.
2: Yeah, and it's going to be the loudest podcast you've ever
1: had. <laughs> That's okay. I have tools. I can fix that.
0: <laughs> so I brought Chell on because I feel like we've... Coco, would you say so far the season's been pretty serious, right? Yeah. We've gotten into some serious health stuff. We've really gotten deep. And I thought, we need to have some fun here in the middle.
2: We need a little bit of... Uh,
0: need to add the circus here yeah. to the middle. I need to put a little levity in the mix. So I was like, I know exactly who to call. I know exactly who to call because it doesn't matter where I am, what I'm going through, what's happening. There's only one person in the world that can make me pee my pants and it's you. Yeah, so- well-
2: it's been ongoing.
0: Since day numero uno. Since
2: number one. That's what we do.
0: So I will take it back, friends. Anyone that's listening that has a sister or a brother or someone that they're close with, um, I'm one of three sisters. I'm in the middle. And today we will be sitting here for the next hour talking with my little sister, Chell, who I would say is my total polar opposite. Would you, would you agree? Uh, in
2: certain ways, but then we're so much alike in other ways.
0: What I should say is externally yeah. and with our interests and in the things that we do, we're so different. Yes. But when you strip us down to the core of who we are as people, our morals, our hearts, we're the same. We're the same. So we're we, womb buddies. We're <laughs> womb buddies. We're womb buddies. So (laughs) this is a message to all the siblings out there. Hold each other close and know how special your relationship is and how valuable that connection will always be. The ups and downs. Always the ups and downs. But But
2: the consistent love that you have with a sibling is like none other.
0: And it's the. I think it's been one of the most rewarding relationships I've ever had. And it's because, Chell, you are one of the most brutally honest to the point of absolutely insulting people I've ever <laughs> met in my life. Well, you can't,
2: I can't keep it in. I'm really bad at keeping it in.
0: I know. And you have no poker face. No poker face. So if you don't like someone or something or what someone said, they they're going to know, gonna know it. it. They know yeah. it. They're yeah. going to know it. So.
2: I always, um, uh, my friend Scott, always like, watch your face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> watch your face.
2: <laughs> and even I'm in the thing, like I, Isaac and I will be like, Watch your face, the face.
0: So here we go. Let's talk about the hot things about being a Pratt girl. Oh my gosh. Because I would say, um, some of the things that people always ask me all the time are, are, "Have you always been like this?" You know, me myself yeah. intact, as the person I am, Have you always been like this?" And I know you will say I have. Yes. And styles have changed. So things
2: have changed throughout high schools and, you know, your mustard warm-up suits. And
0: I would just like you to know that monochromatic full mustard suits are very hot right now. So I was way ahead of the curve.
1: What what is a mustard suit?
0: It's a one-piece sweatsuit that I had. That I wore all the time, so the sh- the sweatshirt and the sweatpants, because I've always been a huge fan yeah. of the elastic waist. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she was I'm, always
2: the elastic waist. I
0: still am. I don't really want anything impeding my midsection. Punchline: It was a one piece mustard color. So you know the color of mustard, uh huh? Like that that really rich.
2: Yeah, she gold-y had uh, always yellow. have it matching, which was very cute. I very
0: wore funny. a one piece full yeah. set mustard jumpsuit, like sweatsuit, all the time.
2: With her pollution solution. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt.
0: I got to hear more
2: about that. I'll tell
0: you right now, I have always been, you know, remember when I talked about the Pollution Solution Club with you, Coco, when Adria was here talking about Mother Earth?
1: Uh, Briefly.
0: Okay. Well, Chell can confirm all those things I mentioned on that podcast. Yeah. I was ahead of the club.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Cleaning the yard. Yeah. Of the school. Yeah. So, okay. Being a Pratt girl, I think it's an important thing for people to know that we were an all-girl family.
2: All girls, all the time.
0: Our father passed when we were really young. So we had a single mom and there was three girls and we are all a year and a half apart.
2: We were, yeah.
0: So there's was, our older sister, Jen, myself and you. Yeah. And the four of us, it was like mom called it the constant slumber party.
2: Yeah, or mom was like the the ringleader of the circus.
0: <laughs> and I often think when mom, mom and dad had sex, and produced us, it was like some weird cosmic thing that happened between the two of them. And they created three separate planets that revolved around a solar system separately. Yes. So although we're all from the same people, we're from the same parents. And grew up in the same house and all of that. We all synthesize our childhood, who we are and how we want to be and how we want to be activated in the world very differently. yeah. And we're really close in age. We're all a year and a half apart. So it's interesting that there was so much closeness, but at the same time, we all managed to keep a distance and keep our own individuality. And identities
2: and feel that we all had our own space and our own thing that we liked.
0: And I take that to uh, maybe the fact that mom had a bunch of jobs and she wasn't a helicopter parent and she wasn't.
2: She didn't, she couldn't be a helicopter parent because she did everything to put food on the table.
0: So when she was out putting food on the table and doing 18 jobs, we had time to explore and go through the house and rip things apart and
2: (laughs) use her makeup and go through her clothes and go through her art supplies, wear her '80s stilettos and put on routines. (laughs) We
0: were really busy. Yeah.
2: So we had a lot of hairbrush singing into the mirror routines with the (laughs) Mary Cabos.
0: We had a lot. Rocking it. We had a lot of.
2: With our buck teeth.
0: Yeah. We all had (laughs) buck teeth. We all had a version of red, very puffy, crazy hair. Yeah. But I would say the one thing that I come back to all the time in my life is how grateful I am. Always. How grateful I am for the colorful, wild untamed but, but
2: mom was also like mom was into so many different things like she toll painted she was a sewer she could make curtains she could cook she like she was a woman of many she, talents and wasn't afraid to try we're talking anything. about her like she's not that person but she still that person but like being a kid it's like you know you're I'm like oh what's this in the cloth oh paint yeah what's this oh a sewing machine oh all of this like she had the whole cake decorating kits and all that stuff She did everything. She took courses on stuff when, you know, we were really young. Remember when
0: she took her school bus driver's license? Oh my gosh, yes. Like my mom would just get a bee in her bonnet about something. That's what she
2: wanted to do and she'd just do it. And that was- I totally forgot that
0: mom drove a bus. (laughs) 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 Well, I didn't because all my my friends would say, your mom picked me up this morning. We had a leading example of a woman who was really independent and fearless and didn't. And even if she wasn't fearless, she made us feel like she was like she never made us
2: feel that she was afraid to do anything. It was like, this is what I'm doing. And then this is we're all going to get in the car. And this is what's happening. We're going to Mildred's. Her house smells funny. She's very, very old and you're not gonna touch anything. You're gonna keep your hands at your sides. You're gonna find an opening in the floor and you're gonna sit there. Like mom was really good at like preempting us of like where we're going, what's happening, you know, like all of those things. Like she was really good at like, just, like explaining the world yeah. Before we got into any type of situation, which mom was really good at finding, well, we're going to go here now. And because mom was a real estate agent for a while, we were in a lot of people's houses.
0: And we, I think the thing that was interesting is she taught us how to be with people. Oh, yeah. At a very young age. We weren't allowed to be shy. We, it was, I, this is the moment that I'll never forget. And I'm sure you <laughs> remember it. But when mom first got into real estate and she drove oh, a my. 1982. Oldsmobile Regency, navy blue with the big bucket seats, and it had
2: navy blue interior, velour velour interior. interior.
0: And it was like, it was basically like riding in a Chesterfield in the back seat. And she would line the three of us up back there when she wanted to have a chat. And she would use the front seat as her stage. And we would line up in the back seat and she'd look at the three of us. And
2: she'd eyeball us with those eyes. My mom has
0: these gigantic, gorgeous blue eyes.
2: They're the biggest eyes you've ever seen in your life.
0: And she would sit in the front seat. She'd turn around, her hands over the side, and she'd go, Okay.
2: Listen, girls.
0: Listen, girls and we were just like her captive audience <laughs> and we were our, our eyes are bugging out looking at her eyes bugging out and she said i'm gonna bring you in here yeah this is a big meeting for me i want yeah. you to walk in there put your and, hand out yeah say look at, look at them right in the right side, eye and, and you, you say <laughs> hello hello My name is Tiffany Pratt. My name is (laughs) Chelsea Chelsea Pratt. So nice to meet you. My name is Jennifer Pratt. And she really made sure that
2: we looked people in the eye and we never looked on the floor. And if we did, she would point us out. Why are you looking on the floor? Don't look at the floor. And I remember her doing that. And I was so embarrassed that I was like, I'm never gonna do that again because I never wanna be pointed out again.
0: But like, I, I look back on these moments thinking we had such an incredible mother who taught us how to feel our way into the world with confidence. Yeah, and let us, and, and, and let us. At a like, very young age. Yeah. So anyone out there listening, we're gonna give you some Pratt Girl hot tips on how yeah. to be in the world.
2: Find the funny. Find the funny. I think it was also like a competition of who could make mom laugh harder.
0: Like, so we were like always trying to find the funny. Well, even in sad points and things like that, mom was always
2: good at like finding the funnier, finding the thing to like crack the joke.
0: Find the funny. And she would help us. She, I think mom helped us develop the skill for comedy and understanding how important it was to look for that. Because when... You know, I remember when we were driving to Florida when daddy m- was like the
2: million times we drove always, to Florida yeah.
0: because um we were all born in Florida. My mom's friend group was in Florida. So it was like the place she would escape to whenever she needed a timeout, and we were always with her. And always. she would play comedy tapes to and from on all of our car yep. rides to Florida. Billy Crystal, you look marvelous. We listened to if you want to believe it, she let us listen to Louis Grizzard, Like we listened <laughs> to these really inappropriate comedy tapes. One thing I also remember is mom designating one day every week where we had to clean up the house when we trashed it. Yeah. And this would be the time when we took an ungodly amount of work upon ourselves on only one day of the week. And it was anything from scrubbing the baseboards. I was
2: just going to say washing the baseboards. Which vacuuming. is a real thing, real yeah. thing.
0: Scrubbing the baseboards of the of the floor, my mother would say. Somebody comes in here and they're going to see how hoggish. Yeah. They're going to see the filth, the hoggishness of this base baseboards. And they are. <laughs> <laughs> so we would um, clean, clean, clean. Well, and then, you and Jennifer were
2: really good at the cleaning. I was, you know, I, I'd come in at the end. I'd come in. You I'd swoop would find, in.
0: You would find ways to not do anything. Yes. Until you absolutely Had, had to. to. Slash would get so yelled at that you were shamed into joining. I was shamed into it. But I
1: did
2: mow the lawn and neither of you guys ever because mowed the Because it's the, the lawn. only thing you wanted to do. Yeah.
0: So. Um,
2: Can you imagine a house of all girls? I loved it. It was the best. Like I always say, like, we killed bugs. Everything was killed with uh, hairspray and magazines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just put hairspray. Just kill it with the magazine.
0: <laughs> yep. Well, those were very formative years for yeah. us. Yeah. And I think that when you have a sibling that you can be, well, I think sharing a room with anyone—your partner, a friend, your your sibling—it's an intimate thing. Having a roommate is yeah, intimate. We had a room. We had roommates. Yeah, and this was, I think, our our most bonding time that really solidified our connection to each other. I think it was for three or four years we shared a room. We didn't like the shag carpet that was on the floor, so we ripped it up and we decided we would draw a line down the floor because <laughs> it was it was an unfinished floor underneath, yeah. which we didn't realize. And then and, and we then, had to draw just the path
2: that I was allowed to take out the door.
0: So I gave her a line, <laughs> which was where her space was and where she could exit. And the rest of the space was mine. And why, Chell? Why did I do
2: that? Because your side was impeccably clean. Yep. Uh, Heart-shaped uh, pillows. Yeah. At 11 years old, you were stripping your sheets once a week and your duffel and everything. <laughs> um, you would be like, I'm going to get the Murphy's oil soap out and wipe my whole side of the room as I had done dirt, and grass stains on absolutely everything I own. There
0: was science projects of mold growing in cups of things on the end Listen, table. I was in a marble group, okay? I had places to
2: go. I had to get on my spray-painted gold bike and go to the park and play marbles. I had, I had shit to do, okay? You're right. You know, it's funny. I didn't get on my
0: wheels. I never saw you unless you (laughs) wanted me to swim with you. Yeah. And then you'd beg the crap out of me because my mom said we had to swim in groups.
2: Yeah. We're never allowed to swim alone.
0: So that's when you'd bug me. And I always put up a sting because I worked really hard on my hair.
2: Oh, yeah. You would spend hours. Well, I just did my hair. Well, get in
0: the pool. It is hot outside. I would get in from the neck down. Yes. Because I didn't want to ruin my hair. Coco?
1: Oh, yes, grandma. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Do you understand? Oh my God, that was so... Yes, Grandma. Do you understand where this human it, has come from? I think
2: it's also funny if you actually saw what Tiffany was wearing today. And I look like fact, a grandma. Yeah. And the fact that Coco's like, yes, Grandma.
0: I have been Wanda, basically. Yeah. I'm our grandmother reincarnated. Yes. Because although, like with the matching and the cleaning and the doing of the hair and the but you always, I think also
2: too, as we got older, like you, we were just more accepting of our differences. And it was like, that's just who Tiff is. That's just who Chell is. That's just who that, you know.
0: Which I think is what I wanted to talk about today, which is how at a really young age, we we didn't look at each other and how extremely different our choices were, who we were as people. We just loved each other for who we were. And we laughed.
2: We laughed.
0: And all I think we did was think of ways to get through all the weird things we had to get through yes. with each other, with laughter. And
2: I think it's the way, it's 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 what's brought me to this day and you have to laugh. And I think it's healthy to laugh. It's like a involuntary, like sneezing, like laughing is. And yeah. it's it feels good when you laugh. It's like having those stomach, my stomach hurts, my face hurts from laughing.
0: Like I get a lazy eye when you get oh me laughing so hard. Like my one eye gets lazy. I'm screaming because I can't laugh anymore. I get become incontinent. <laughs> I'm completely <laughs> pissing myself. I'm leaned over. I I sometimes have, I get on the ground because I, I gravity takes over. I can't deal. We other
2: peed each o- our, our pants multiple times.
0: Too many times. I almost
2: said we pee each other.
0: We peed each, each other. other. We peed each other pants. We peed each other's pants. Um, Coco. Yes. Would you agree that Chell has become sort of a an unsung stand-up comedic hero in our family?
1: Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, I, I crack up all the time, especially when you two are both together. It's it is a comedy show.
2: Yeah, we get each other going. Well, and then when you get Peg in the mix,
1: okay. So and and Chell does some of the best impressions, <laughs> especially of your mother.
2: Yeah, I can do a really good Grammy. I can do a really good Wanda.
0: Wanda Plowman which is my mother's mother she can kill a Grammy impression I can
2: kill a Grammy impression and
0: then you've now grown to do a killer peg impression yes and to the point now if you close your eyes you would think my mother was in the room
2: Well, in the words of Peg, if I knew I was going to last this long, I would have taken better care of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be Snow White, but I drifted. <laughs> I think she has said those two lines to, I don't know, anyone that will, anyone listen that will listen to her
0: for the last 30 years. Yeah.
2: Like, I think she started saying that when she was like 35 and wow. it's like, mom, you're hot. You're you know awesome. what, Chell? Let's try to get her on the phone. Oh my gosh. Yep, she might answer. Let's just try it. I don't think it. she'll get on the phone. Let's just try it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just prank call mom.
0: Oh, mom, come on. No, she's
2: not going to pick up and her answering
0: machine. Oh, here's the answering machine. Listen. Wait, listen. Hello.
2: It's Peggy. Call me back when you get a chance, okay? <laughs> Bye <Goodbye> for now. <laughs>
0: Hold on, I'm gonna leave her a message.
2: Okay. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options.
0: Mom, you unpredictable bastard! I told you um, we'd be calling you around this time. Yeah, okay, Peg. You're missing out. You're missing
2: out. You're all, You were gonna be on the love jam, but you, you missed know, out. You're too busy in the garden. Okay, love bye. you. Love you. Love you, mom. Love you, mom. Um, I love the fact that her answering machine says. Call me back. Can you call me back when you get the chance? Okay. (laughs) Bye bye. (laughs) I'm like, no. It's called leave a message. You say to somebody, leave a message, not
0: can you call me back sometime? Okay. You know what this is? (laughs) This is her. She tasks everybody. She just, she puts everyone to task, man. She can't just let them leave a message like anyone else. Like, you know what? I'm tasking you. Don't leave a message. You call me back. back. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You, you don't leave a message on my answer machine. I don't answer. (laughs) You're calling me back. Then you call me back. Okay. When you get a chance. Okay. Bye for now. We work because I think my mom taught us that it's about people first. Yeah. And people first for us was always leaving people better than you found them. And that's what I felt I learned the most from mom was that after she would do any one of these jobs and she would interact with someone and provide whatever service she was providing, she'd always leave everyone better than she found them always. And everyone loved her and they fell in love with her and who she was and the way she would do things. And it was a legend always over the top. Yeah. And often to the point of potentially always getting herself kicked out or fired, (laughs) but always from a very pure, beautiful place of just wanting Wanting to bring joy.
2: Yeah. And wanting to make people laugh and to lighten things up and lighten the mood and take the risk, take the risk. And you know, you only live once and it's like, you know, what, I'm not going to sit at a job that I'm unhappy at just because I make the paycheck. Like, what is that going to do for me? What? I'm going to get a house and then what? Then you got to just exist.
0: She didn't teach like, us that life was about a certain lineage of yeah. concepts that we should be following some sort of methodical schedule. You don't need a man to complete your life. You're perfect just the way, way that, that you are. are.
2: You don't need, like, you don't need this. You can do it alone. You you will be the next president of the United States if you want to. And if
0: you bombed a McDonald's, I'd I would still, still love, love you. You. <laughs> <laughs> you know, before Brangelina was Brangelina. Yeah. And, and Benifer was Benifer when people were mixing names. We were Chiffany. <laughs> we have been Chiffany. Ch- Chelsea and <laughs> Tiffany is... Chiffany. Yeah, is Chiffany. And Chiffany has lasted for a long time because yeah. Chiffany has gotten into a lot of trouble together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Chiff- or I've
2: gotten you into a lot of trouble.
0: Coco, anything you
2: want to yeah, well, add here?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you're, we're talking about uh, all the things that you did as children. I know the three sisters. I know you guys well. Um, how, you're all creative. You're, you all do creative stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What do you think... You know, caused that kind of creative blossoming in your life to this day. What about your childhood? Do you think made you all go into the creative fields?
0: I can. Do you want me to take the lead yeah, on this? Yeah, you take the lead, and I'll I'll pipe in. You jump in. I think that because all good creativity is born of freedom. I do think that. Yeah. When you have freedom, and you can have freedom to think and freedom to synthesize, I I didn't know this consciously then. Hold on. But mom gave us space. And yeah. it was not because she was consciously trying to give us space. We were not the kind of kids that were over-programmed running from swim meet to you know, oh softball to one thing. We had so much time and space individually to figure out what would bring us joy and to go pursue it. People often, Coco, funny, you should say that. People always ask me, did you come from a family of visual arts? You know, was your parents, were your aunts, uncles, brothers, grandparents in in the arts? And we didn't have any no. influence of that at all from either side. No. And so I would say um, one thing I've always loved about you, Chell, is that although we have different styles, we have different things that we look at in art that we both gravitate towards, we have very different style.
2: Very different.
0: But, but we both love but we both love art and style and we both love music we both love that oh. stuff it's all it's different it's Thank all God. very different but i loved yeah. that you loved art as much as i did in your own way oh i love art i i still
2: i've like even through like covid-19 it's art that is saving the world right now like art gives and the like just the song you sing the picture you look at like it's the arts it, that is just you know, thank
0: God for art. I remember when I started my art studio, I was making at Kingy's studio, I made a screen print that said art heals. It does. And I remember just doing it thinking, I don't know why I'm writing this, but I believe that you and I have always reached, looked for and indulged in and completely submerged ourselves in art all of our lives, as a form of finding joy, as a form of finding sanity, as a form of discovering ourselves, who we were. Because um, that's what I was trying to get to was I love your style. Yeah. Very different from mine. Always has been, always will be. But I love that you and I will go thrift shopping or value village shopping I was never embarrassed or upset or anything of the weird explorations you would take and <laughs> some of the stuff that you would wear because you have really exp- explored the gamut
2: of style. Yeah, and I think that you and I always did. Like, I think it was always trying different things. Like, I remember wearing lime green jumpsuits in, in high school. Like, I just... You
0: went from, like, goth to rock my, and roll to yeah, shaving my vintage. Head. Yep. We've both very much explored... Um, the physical form as a place of using art yeah. as well, which is like coloring your hair and makeup and, and form of dress and shapes of earrings and th- that stuff interests us. So I can't think
1: Textures of anyone. I and,
0: love talking about makeup more than you.
2: Oh my gosh. We could talk makeup for hours. Like we could just do a love jam just on makeup.
1: <laughs> that That's another thing. You two are so similar, but you're so opposite. Oh, I know. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. No,
0: no, no. Coco, that's what we said right off the top, but thanks for listening.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but was, uh, I, uh, thanks, Grandpa.
0: Yeah, th- th- sorry. <laughs> th- thanks, Grandpa, for listening.
1: I was checking my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: oh.
2: So I get this package in from mom, and there's things that she's sending to me. Uh, Sends me a tea towel that says, I love loud music. Like, there you go, Peg. Rocking it out. Yep, good Um, ideas. Sends me things, the stuff that she forgot to send to you. And then there's this lined piece of paper that's um, been laminated. Been
0: laminated. Which, by the way, if anyone knows anything about Peg, she loves herself a good lamination. Oh, yeah. She has basically kept lamination alive. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, so I get this, like, line piece of paper, and it's laminated, and I look over it, and I start reading it. Couldn't even get through it. And what it is is, like, an essay I wrote, what, in grade seven? Grade six? Grade eight? I don't even know. It doesn't have a date on it. Um, but it was something I did for school, And it said, a most unique individual, my sister Tiffany. And it was this essay I wrote about you. And I started to read it. It was like the introduction, the body, and the conclusion of the essay. I couldn't even get through it. I had to call you. I'm like, you were snot bubbling. I was snot bubbling everywhere. (laughs) There was like drool running out of my mouth. I had tears projectiling. And Isaac is like, what is wrong with you? Like, are you okay? And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) so you weren't picking up your phone. I called you 70 times. She was like, hello, I was just meditating. Um, I was like, sorry, I was just meditating. And I was like, okay. So um, an on it is a sticky note that I think is in that box. And my mom wrote on it. You had Tiff figured out before any of us did. Cute, I know. And it says introduction. Uh, Tiffany Lynn Pratt was born in Naples, Florida. Says everything. Pastimes. What? uh, How old am I? How old are you in like grade seven? What? what, We were. I don't know. Coco, What was it like? Twelve. Yeah. I think you're
1: about like eleven or twelve years old. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Pastimes: painting, working. And shopping.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> not right. much has changed. Leo, clean room, middle child, peacekeeper. Cute. But you're still the same. Like, you know, we've all changed, but you're still all of these things. Mm-hmm. And you still are the peacekeeper. You bring peace to not just like family, like our family, but just whoever's around you. You're just a very peaceful person. And I you're very you. calming. I love you, you know? Dick. I love you, Dicks. Oh, we, we should tell. tell
0: no, we should tell the people. Oh, our
2: nickname for each other is Dick for Brains. Is Dick for Brains.
0: We've called each other Dick for Brains. For since years, for, I can't even remember since we were kids. And so. all
2: on my on my birthday cakes every year, Tiffany writes "Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Dick, Dick, Dick for, for brains. brains." And and the
1: short form for that is "Dicks."
2: Yeah, it's "Dicks." dicks. Hey, Dicks. Um, I love this year <laughs> where it said <laughs> "Happy birthday, Dick for Brian." <laughs> 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 yeah, which was the funniest uh, one, and I was crying because it was so funny. any person
0: for didn't know how to spell "brain." Fantastic.
2: Um. I can't, I won't be able to read this because I'll start snot bubbling, but um, I'll read a little bit. So the body that I was supposed to write was she's a compassionate person, loves to do her hair and she's very fashionable and loves to draw. She listens to what I have to say. Um, She's a very strong person, very witty and funny, always knows how to make me laugh. Gracious, enthusiastic, always there for us. I can't. Give me this. I know. Okay. Well, you, I know. that's going to be
1: hard to read the whole thing. I can't.
2: I won't be able to read yeah. it because I will start snot bubbling. And I'll I'm, tell you what. And I'll I t-
0: promised myself I wouldn't cry on this podcast. <laughs> okay. You know, you know what I love is my favorite part? What? The conclusion. Okay. She's my best friend and I know she's a blessing from above and an angel with feet and my buddy. I love her and I want to share her with the whole world. Okay. Like, <laughs> I know. How am I writing that? How are you writing that? So here's the interesting thing. I wanted... I'm really happy you brought this and I am I wanted to share it because I think the people that we love the most, the people we're the most deeply connected to, it's an ageless connection. It's not about how old you are. It's not about how long you've known each other. It's not about... It's just about an inner connection, connection and inner knowing. And I... I know that you and I have been connected at the heart and knowing who each other truly are from the moment one.
2: And letting each other. And I think that's like, that's a huge thing in life is letting each, like letting you be you and celebrating that and going, oh my gosh. Oh my, yeah, of course that's Tiff or my wacky sister child. Like it's never an embarrassing thing. It's like, it's a celebration. It's a
0: celebration. And the, I think the other cool thing is that we've always worked our strengths with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, when this is, when there's empathy or compassion required, like when you'd forget your lunch, I would walk home. I'd give you mine, walk home, I know, eat your lunch and come back to school. And whenever I was upset or angry about something, you would, pull out your rage for me and yes. you would be able to fight the fight. <laughs> oh, yeah. To the same day, I remember calling you like a month ago and I was I upset remember. about something and I said, Chal, I need you to get upset with me for me on this one. I yeah. need you to get angry. I need
2: you because I'm not, I don't know how to be like really angry. So I need you to be angry for me right now. <laughs> I need you
0: to get really angry for me right now. Okay. Can you help me find yeah, the rage? Even
2: walking home from school every day, I kicked a lot of boys in the shins for you.
0: You did. You pulled out your rage for me. <laughs> yes. I pulled out my love and compassion for you. And we um, learn and we keep learning. And what were you going to say, Coco?
1: I was going to say sisters fight. Sisters, there's rivalry. There's, you know, you live together. How did you guys deal with or communicate through, you know, differences or fights?
0: Honesty. Brutal
2: honesty. Honesty and forgiveness. I think that, you know, there's always in life, we're all going to, it's inevitable that we all screw up and we all, you know, make mistakes or
0: don't agree with each other's choices or don't appreciate certain things or uh, don't.
2: And how your expectations are let down and all of these things. And it's like, yeah, like you and I have been in some pretty big fights. Yep. But we've always been brutally honest of why we're mad and what. And sometimes it's like, I just need to not talk to you for two days.
0: The thing that I appreciate, though, and what I would like to shout out to anyone out there with is that often it's the communication that helps get on the other side. And it's the willingness to be completely truthful and honest and be wrong. And, but less about being wrong, but yeah. just to state how you feel. Because when, there's a level playing field of honesty. Yes. And you just honestly tell me all the things that are upsetting you, even if you know, it's going to tick me off or hurt my feelings to the max. I do. I do. And you do it all the time. Or if in my case, I get honest and tell you something, you feel guilty about some of the things that I've made you feel, or you feel a weight of pain because you know, you've caused me pain. We let each other feel what we need to feel. We understand that there's nothing we can do to change it, but we've expressed it. And then, you know what I love is we take our time. Yeah. But then- But it's never that long. Two two days, two weeks, a month later, whatever, we'll say, I love you. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I, and we it's always- just not,
2: It's just not worth losing time. It's just like time. It's like, you know, and it's okay to be mad. And I think that holding on to anger is just a waste of time and it's heavy.
0: But I also can't imagine time without you. You were always and have always, and you know this, you've always been a priority for me. Yeah. And I, regardless of any of my own personal feelings on anything, you are one of, I put you first. Because you're my family and you're my sister. And we have such a small family. Yes. And, you know, one thing Peg always said to us when we were, when we were little is, All you, All you have, have is each other. other. <laughs> she would say that over and over again is, All you have is each other. And I should have raised canaries. So... <laughs> I do honestly feel like you are, you are my lifeline because we've been through so much together and only, you know, the tales.
2: Oh, uh, listen, and I am, I am a vault.
0: You are the (laughs) gatekeeper of my heart and I, and you're the
2: gatekeeper of my heart and I love you. And I think that it's really like, it's nice to watch you grow and to watch, you know, like all these people, like I got to share the world with you. That's what I, that's why I (laughs) I wanted, that's why I I got to share the world with you.
0: And I mean, you got to share me with the world. That's what you're trying to say. Well, whatever.
2: But I like, I love it when we went, you know, when we were going for Chinese food and like this woman stopped you on the street and she was just like, oh my gosh, I love you. Keep doing what you're doing. You make me so happy. You make me so happy. And I was just like, oh my God. I love that she loves you. It's kind of funny because I'm just like, that's my freaking sister. Okay, step down. Like, yeah, weird, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and I was like, is she talking to me? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll keep doing what I'm doing. This <laughs> is
0: <laughs> don't <laughs> oh, worry. don't worry about me. This train will never stop. <laughs> but,
2: but I'm happy that you make others happy, and you you want, you're the type of person that it's never a competition. You build mm-hmm. other people up. It's co-opetition, And I do that a lot too in my life. It's like, you know, I think that we all need to not be so cutthroat. And I think that there's tons to do and tons to create and tons, if we hold each other up, you know, and, you know, tons of people that are like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of this thing, like you always want to help. Always. You always want to help. You always want to make sure that everybody's like good or that like, oh, I, I I just thought of this thing that I could have shared with that person. I'll I'll message them or I'll email them or I just came across this new thing that might help that person. And you're you're super thoughtful. And I love the love jam because you get to, you know, jam jam out the love with so many people. And you've just met so many people that are like you and that can help you feel more love and we all just live and learn, you know?
0: I think that I was thinking this morning in the shower that... You and I do a lot of thinking in the shower. It's the best time to it's think. It's the best time. It's my When the water is falling down on my back, Yeah, all my thoughts are pure. I can tell you that some of my best ideas are in the shower, always. Because I'm always thinking of stuff I come out and I have to scribble it down. But anyways, in the shower yeah. today, um, I was thinking, you know when you see all these podcasts that are out there Mm -hmm. and there are people who interview people of status or people of fame or people who have X amount of followers or people who have, whatever, doesn't matter. And one thing that came to me when I was in the shower was I am so happy that my love jam is just everyday people. And it's not filled with people that anyone knows they're not or how t- many likes are on this. And or, it's not about yeah. like if they're a, uh, a well-known person or, and could I reach out to a bunch of well-known people that I know and have them here? Absolutely. But the truth is, I think that the Love Jam is about understanding that we're all the same. Yeah, and getting back to basics and getting back to self. And, and-, and knowing that we all have a very special story and that that story needs to be told. And that we all deserve to have our moment to be seen. And so that's where when I started this, I realized that to me, it's not about trying to flash and trying to have all these important people on this podcast. It's about sharing the people that have meant something to me and touched my heart so that I can share them just like you wanted to share me.
2: Exactly. And listen, I love that whole, you're unique like everybody else, Exactly, And we're, you know, I always find like the podcasts and things that I love are not from anything or the articles that I read or the shows that I watch or things that I, I like not, I like seeing something out of it. Like where somebody isn't a celebrity or something's like pure art, something raw, something made with their hands, watching things that like, you know, oh, we gotta kind of slap this together. You know, those but that's are, the best stuff. That's the best stuff is the homemade stuff, like watching those shows with no budget that everybody you can see the paint on the wall or like but this is the where, weird
0: prop. Like I love that but because this is where we come from. Yeah. And that's why you and I share this love for that, because we come from humble beginnings. We come from scrappiness. We come from using what we have. We come from pure state. We come from art. We come from making it work. And making it yourself. And not relying on connections or people or money to make it happen or find your joy.
2: Right now in the midst of opening up a prop shop for like fake greens. What's and it called? It's called Killer Greens, baby. What's the website going to be? It's uh killergreens.ca. So so what it is is I make mm. fake you know plants and greens, greens and stuff for te- TV commercials and all of that. And um I just got into it because I was like I like to work with my hands. I like making stuff. I yep. love creating stuff you know, I love the last minute on the fly. I love being a part of art, you know, and I just, for some reason, I didn't think I I would fall in love with it, but I fell so hard for it and working with the amazing artists and people like Toronto has such a great film and television, like the, the talent in the city is unreal
0: but you know for anyone out there listening is um and I don't care where you live yeah I want anyone out there listening to understand that everyone deserves a chance yeah and that I love to support artists of all ages and of all types known or unknown preferably unknown. unknown so that they can grow and foster their special skill and their art in the world. Because that's the one thing that um, is, I know, very near and dear to my heart, but I know it's also near and dear to your heart, which is as a creative person, everyone needs their opportunity to be out there, to explore their craft.
2: It's scary for some people too, to like put, it's such a raw thing, like putting yourself out there for other people to see,
0: But you know? That's where you can continue to perpetuate your craft is when you have the courage to show people what you got. Yeah. And that's what this is
2: about. And not and not be afraid. And that's like the main thing, I think, also to swing it back. To peg. To peg. No fear. Like, do not let fear guide you. Let love guide you. Do not be afraid. What, what about would you the, do? Uh,
1: the public speaking thing? Yeah. Oh my God. What did your mom say about that? Oh,
0: she will she would do the traditional. What are you scared about? There is nothing to be scared about. You just get out there and if you just picture do, all of them with their pants down. She would say stuff like yeah, that. If we had to
2: do a book report or do your speeches in front of the school or the class.
0: She would make us feel like it was no big deal. It's not a big deal. Like you're just gonna get up there and talk about stuff you already know, and then you're gonna be and you're gonna be amazing. And oh, you've you
2: got this. Is this, this is, is nothing, nothing for you?
0: This is nothing. Which <laughs> years later we would find out that why our mother was so adamant about us being wow. powerful and engaging and fearless during our public speaking engagements or when we had to do speeches for school or book reports was because she was so petrified when and, she would do it when she was in school. Yeah. And she wanted us to- Not be afraid. Not be afraid. And so there was a lot of things that I know she felt when she was younger that she wanted us not to feel. And so-
2: I think every parent wants that for their kid, you know? Like just to feel like you want, like I felt like this and that made me feel bad and I never want you to feel that way. So
0: this is our moment to do two things, which is send love to mom.
2: Yeah, send love to mom.
0: Mom- I know you're listening to this because you listen to all my love jams eventually.
2: And all the moms in the world too. It's a hard job. It's It's a big job. It's the hardest job. It's the, like, it's good to be in pain. It's good to have sad times because it makes you so grateful for the good times and it makes you appreciate things 10 times better. When you do it yourself, when you work that hard, when you have that heartbreak or that letdown or what have you, it makes you work 10 times harder.
0: When you know how dark it can get. Yeah. You know how good it feels when the sunshine comes in. You know, as... um,
2: And sisters, we always remind each other of that.
0: Who are you? Don't forget who you are. Yeah, don't
2: forget who you
0: are. Don't forget where you come from and don't forget what's important. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I also want everyone to do is to try to, as mom would always say turn their scar into a star. Yeah. Because so many people will always like to reach to their sibling or their parents as a means or an excuse for the way that they feel. Yeah. and And those negative feelings that we don't want to face. And I urge anyone out there listening to take any scar that they have from anybody that they consider near and dear or family and try to turn those scars into a star and try to mm-hmm. see how those negative things have Positively affected their life. Yeah. And how they those things have made them who they are today. Thank you for thank, always being my buddy. Thank you for always you,
2: being my sister and for always, you know, having my back. Always. And the in the highest times. And in the lowest of times and in the weirdest of times. And I, and I wanted to say this too, because this was a game changer. I remember there was a point in my life and I felt super just out of control. And I was like, who am I? What do I want? What do I need? And I just remember calling you and you were living in New York at the time. And I called you and I cried and I said, Tiffany, I just don't even know what I'm doing. Like I just needs stability. And you kind of went quiet and you said, Charles, you have to make your own stability." you are your own stability. And I just like, it almost went off like a light switch. And I was like, you're right. And, you know, being the youngest too, it's like you kind of look to other like, oh, guide me. Like, where am I going? Like, what's happening? But, you know, that was like a moment in my life where it's like, oh, this is, I am my own stability. And I think that we all have to just, you know, not rely on other people as much and really look into self because you will get those answers and you will get that strength because we're stronger than we know it. And the harder you push yourself and you're like, I just can't. Yeah, you can. And it just love finds a way. Life has a way. And, you know, being an entrepreneur and there is plenty out here right now going through the downs right now, we'll find a way. Because we're resourceful people, and thanks for always teaching me that, and you know, being hmm. resourceful.
0: Thank you for thinking I'm resourceful. Oh my gosh, old
2: into new, shiny penny all the time.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think I find. I said this in a previous podcast, but I do get very excited about bringing a lot of attention to things that people would never give attention to. That thing on the side of the road or that thing that no one thinks is cool or that dress that no one would wear or whatever. Or that plant in the, you know, convenience store that I know no one's going to buy.
2: And you can... I just
0: love bringing attention and joy and beauty to the things that we can't find in the everyday or people can't dig deep enough to see the potential of. Yes. And so thank you for that because I I think that that's... um, that's when you can really explore your inner creative edge yeah. is it's not just tearing it all down and starting new. It's actually being able to look at something and be challenged by its rough edges or its weird lines. I think, I all, lines and I think then it's also making just, it great.
2: just doing it, yeah. just actually getting up and doing it and trying it. You know, I think the human mind is such an amazing thing because if you do anything long enough, if you try and yes. every day you wake up and you do that thing. You grind. You grind and you grind. And you just keep getting better and you keep growing and getting better. It's amazing what the human mind can do and your 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 mind and your hands of like, you know, hand training and mind training. Yep. And I think like with anything, just keep going. And the more you do it, like you're, you're, you can get good at anything. If you just put in the time, put in the
0: time. Coco, what's that thing? If you put a, what is it? 10,000 hours into something you're a master. What is it?
1: Yeah, it's 10,000 hours. The rule is to, to become an expert. Uh, you need 10,000 hours at whatever you choose to, to want to be good at.
0: So 10,000 hours, is a lot of time. It's a lot of time, but also, you know,
2: there's a lot of hours in a day. I you also know?
0: think that when you find something that brings you joy, you're not hitting the clock and looking for the 10,000 hours. You're just yeah. in the flow. Yeah. And and when you're in the flow, you're in your life. Okay, so Chobie, you have to wrap this up. Oh,
2: we're oh my gosh. I
0: know. I, know,
2: I just extended my parking because I was like, oh, my <laughs> gosh. I, I, I said to Coco, I was like, oh, we won't go this long, I guess. Yes. Well, you and I have been talking for... Our whole life. Yeah, I was gonna say.
0: Almost for so, me, it's gonna be. What is it? Thirty nine years. Yeah. How, how old are you? Thirty eight.
2: Thirty eight. yeah, Thirty eight yeah. years.
0: Okay. So, how do we want to wrap this up? Um, I
2: wanna I wanna say I th- thank you and I love you. I wanna say thank you for being inspiring and I love watching you grow. I mm-hmm. love watching you morph and change. I love the new ideas that you do and the love that you spread. And you're like, oh, here's this idea, and you just you just keep creating. And I love that. I love that you've made something that you love for a living and that you want to share it and you want to hold people up with it. And thank you. Thank you for just, and also, I know, <laughs> because you, um, this is what you wanted to do. This is your dream, you know, to create And to make people happy, you know, my
0: essay. (laughs) You know, it's, you know, this world is such a large place and there's so many people to meet and to learn from and to create with. And I think one of the greatest joys we could ever do is to uh, be a vehicle to allow other people's dreams to come true. And so I just wanted to be a human trampoline (laughs) so that if anyone ever got near me, they would just bounce right up because yeah. I just know that we're all going to stumble. So let me just be the bounce. You well, know? thanks for always uh,
2: picking me up when I stumble.
0: And Always. I love you to the end and I love who you are. And I love Coco. Aww. And I love Poppy. Well, Chell, you've been, on, you've been invited to the Love Jam because I'll I, tell you why I invited you. I invited you because you're one of the most inspiring people I know. And you wanted to share me with the world, but I wanted to share you with the world because I think you are one of the strongest, most courageous, most powerful, badass women I've ever known in my life. <laughs> and I feel eternally grateful that as your older sister, I learn from you all the time. And that we I learn get, from each other. And that I get to- say that you're my sister and I get to spend my days with you laughing and sharing and creating all these wonderful memories that is this life. And I urge anyone out there, if you have a sibling or a family member, just hold on to them so tight yeah, and tell them every day how much you love them and never, ever, ever stop trying to love them and be there for them because-
2: Never quit trying to try.
0: This life is so short yeah. and the ones we love are so dear. And um I am so grateful for your time. Thank today. you for
2: having me on the Love Jam. Did you like it? I think it's great. I love that I get my Love Jam mug. <laughs> um there's swag here, folks. There's swag. I get my love jam mug. I put uh, uh trigger treated that in her purse. Yeah. Uh, Coco and I had a really nice espresso. It's mm-hmm. pretty swank. Well, I <laughs> figure
0: you should be let into the inside track of what it's like here on the Love
2: Jam. Well, All the love on the Love Jam. I love you so much. TLP. Dix, I love you.
0: you. I love you. I love you. All you need to know is my little sister, Chelsea Pratt, is a rock star. (laughs) I love you.
2: I love you. Thanks for having me on the Love Jam. please leave a message after the beep.
0: Thanks for calling. I think she can hear you. Oh, I think yeah. it's recording loud. <laughs> okay. Mom! Mom! Here, Mom. Mom, answer the phone. I said I was going to call you. We're on the love jam. Mom, we're on the love jam. Answer the phone. It would be way funnier if you picked up the phone. Yeah, peeps, this would be miraculous if you actually did what you were told. She probably stayed up too late <laughs>
2: watching The Blacklist with James Spader. <laughs>
0: I wouldn't be here without you, supporting, commenting, and subscribing. So thank you so much. Delta Faucet Canada, again, here we are, season three. What a ride. We would not be making this magic happen without you. And of course, the sounds, the music in the mix. Coco, you are the man. We are always together. And if it's not here on the podcast, You can check me out on my website, tiffanypratt.com, or you can check out my Instagram at the Tiffany Pratt. But either way, friends, I'll see you on the flip side. I know we're going to be together again, and I'm sending you my deepest gratitude and all the glittering rainbow love. I love you. Okay, bye.